Naptown, the city that always sleeps. Most people think nothing happens in this town that is halfway between nothing and nowhere, but they would be wrong. There is plenty that goes on in this town for those willing to look. Tensions run high as the crew is still split on whether or not Gideon is to be trusted. Coming away with little from their current line of inquiry, the investigators decide to chase down a different lead. But the answers to mysteries often seem to be elusive in the city that always sleeps. Where we last left off in Naptown, Tanner, Gideon, and Darling had gone to the gun store and crossed off a few questions they had, not learning quite as much as they'd like. Faye and Seamus spent some time talking with an old acquaintance of Seamus's, who provided less than helpful on figuring out if Gideon is on the up and up, before Faye had a nice lunch with her mother that Seamus got to watch. <laughs> so we are reconvening back at the Mystical Grove. Where Seamus can get some food. <laughs> Seamus is eating. I think, like, the second the car is, like, even kind of stopped... Darling, like, gets out. <laughs> like, sprinting away from more awkward silence. Um, yeah, just, like, walking as fast as she can toward the mystical grove. As soon as she does that, uh, Tanner just kind of, like, leans his head up into the front seat at Gideon and goes, um, now look, I haven't dated in a while, but um, that doesn't look like dating to me. I mean, it looks like someone made her uncomfortable. Yeah, it does look like someone made her uncomfortable. That's very <laughs> true, Gideon. That is very, you're very astute. It never ceases to impress me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not the one who brought up the conversation that made her uncomfortable. So, you know. Nope, that's very true. Enjoy your nice car. <laughs> Tanner gets out. <laughs> oh, well, Tanner just made a new enemy. <laughs> he gets out and you hear the door slam a little too hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we get in. Oh, Darling goes and gets a drink immediately, does not talk to anyone, downs it, and then comes over and sits down. Well, I'm hoping that you all found out a little more than we did. Definitely not as much as I would have liked to know or find out. The gun store was robbed. All right. (laughs) What was it actually? Or uh, do we know that for sure? Well, yeah, it seems likely that it was robbed. Uh, what's his name? Oh, gosh. Leland. I should not have two pages of notes. Yeah, Leland stole a bunch of Tommy guns and uh, put them somewhere that isn't his house. Seemed to be in a catatonic state, zombie-like almost. And uh, since the police couldn't find the guns, they let him go. Now, what that means is by the end of this, we're probably going to get shot at by a bunch of Tommy guns. Well, that doesn't sound like fun. No, it doesn't. I have very thick skin. I don't know that it's 100% bulletproof. Um, we didn't find out a ton. Evangelina Spira was somebody that, uh, my brother Art had said that had gotten arrested more frequently than usual, and all I could find out was that she had gotten a drunken disorderly, basically, which twice in one week, which is unusual for her, but um, not the most unheard of thing. I'll also say that, Faye, you realize that like that's kind of like a big deal. Like, your mother was a little upset, but like being drunk and disorderly during Prohibition is not okay. a good look. That Yeah, that's a little different. And twice thing. in one week is a real bad look. Yeah. Somebody paid a lot of money for her to not get into trouble. So that doesn't really 
give us many leads, though. I don't know if it's related to the Red Phoenix or the Chatterbox. That would have been helpful, but we weren't able to find that out. No, I think we're probably going to have to talk to at least one of the other people uh, that we have who actually committed a crime. Well, I agree. I'd like to swing by the police station, see if we can talk to this Tommy Reynolds who's in custody. And maybe see Jacqueline Cox was arrested but not charged is that i think uh, not even arrested yeah she just the police were called oh that's right well i'd be fine with heading to the police station before tonight yeah i think tommy's probably one of our best leads to go off on right now well before we go i have to stop in the powder room uh darling do you want to join me uh yeah sure let's go as uh, soon as they walk away, Tanner looks over at Gideon and goes, they're talking about us. Definitely. <laughs> they're, uh, they're talking about you? Why? A lot of verbal jabs are said back and forth between Tanner and Gideon over the course of this conversation. Where <laughs> Seamus gets a very clear picture of what's going on, if not explicitly said, at least by inferring, by all the mildly slanderous things being said. <laughs> Um, as as soon as the door closes behind them, Darling like slaps her hand on the counter. What on earth did you think you were doing leaving me alone with those two? I'm sorry. I I'm really sorry. So I went with Seamus to the VFW um to see if I could find anything else out about Gideon. And obviously he couldn't come Why with didn't us. Why do you need to know things about Gideon? I can tell you whatever you need to know about him. I I know that you have a history together. I just, I think it's a little odd that there's a crime spree and related to a rift and who's back in town? Gideon, a rift. I, I hope it's nothing, but... I don't, I don't think that's anything. I, I think that's just a coincidence. He, I don't, I, I don't see him doing that. How... How well do you really know Gideon? Biblically well. <laughs> um, I mean, I would say very well. We've known each other for a long, long time. All right. And I don't, I don't know if this is, uh, you know, obviously we're still trying to figure out exactly what is happening, but I just don't, I don't see him having that kind of, I don't know, influence over what, like based on what's happening. All right, I if you want me to drop it, I can. It's I just wanted to follow up on it. Unfortunately, we didn't really find anything. Seamus ran into his friend who was very chatty but not helpful at all. I guess I'm not going to say drop it just because that I don't I don't think that it's I'm going to say do what you feel is necessary. I personally don't think he's the kind of person to have done something like that, but I trust that if you have, I don't know, some gut feeling about something, then keep an eye on it. It it's just a hunch. I'll I'll keep my eyes open, but I wanted to let you know and just apologize again. I'm so sorry. How how bad was it? I I mean, it was extremely awkward. I I think part of the reason we didn't get a whole lot done is because <laughs> That was the grouping. So we probably shouldn't split up at least in that way again. That That's fair. Well, here's to maybe a better car ride now. Oh, fingers crossed. So we head out and get into the car with everybody. 
you guys are off to the police station. So the police station is located on the edge of downtown, right before the building buildings start to get tall. Skyscrapers are starting to rise during this period of history. Um, so it's like, but it's like on the outskirts of that area. It's not downtown, downtown. Um, it's a modest three-story building. Um, and you guys are arriving on a Saturday, so it's not super busy. Tanner is able to get you guys in without too much trouble. Do you get all of them in, Tanner, or are you power playing Gideon? No, 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 I'd let them all in. So the five of you head up to uh, the old bullpen where Tanner used to work. You see Day, Kararita. She was Tanner's most recent partner before he left the squad. How long ago did Tanner leave the force? Um, it's been years, but not like five. Okay. Um, so it's been it's been a while that he's been out on his own because he was working as a private detective for a while. And then had like bad run-ins with riffs, and then was recruited to the order. And then a few months have gone by past then as well. So you know it's it's been a bit that he's been out. Oh, uh, so you see, Day. She is generally friendly to you. She sees you and waves you over. Hey, Tanner, how's it going? Well, you know, the private detective business has its downsides and its upsides. Unfortunately, I'm here in a professional capacity. Yeah, I think the downside seems to be even though you left, you keep getting in my hair all the time. <laughs> well, now, look, if you want to trade blows, you could do your job better and then I wouldn't exist. But, you know, you started it. She says this in a joking way, you know, like it's yeah, <laughs> it, it's playful ribbing of each other, you know. So what can I do for you, Tanner? Well, all right. Full disclosure, we're trying to help out that poor gun store owner who was robbed. Uh, gun store owner, like you see her shuffle through a, like shift through a large pile of papers. Uh, yes. A lot of gun stores getting robbed recently, by the way. A lot of crime happening recently. You don't know anything about that, do you? I do, actually. That's why I'm here. Good. What do you know? Please tell me everything. Well, now I can, but I need to talk to Tommy Reynolds first. Do you actually have something for me, or is this like last time where you had maybe a hunch and then gave me nothing to talk to a suspect? I reasonably have... I mean, I'm not going to give you the solution on a platter. I don't have that. But, you know, share and share alike, you can witness me interview the person. <sighs> All right. I'll see what I can do. I'll go talk to the boss. Just tell him I'm like a Sherlock Holmes type, you know, like some scary new investigator with his crew of scary investigators. <laughs> Faye just like looks at all of them. So she she walks off for a few minutes. She comes back. Boss says it's okay. I'll let you in. You got five minutes though. No more, no less. What? <laughs> or you have like a, a short amount of time, you know, like you can't like interrogate him for like an hour. All right. So say 15. Like, I don't know. Like, Yeah, no, that that's fine. I yeah. understand. Just treat this as a, you have a short conversation, not like a two hour interrogation, you know? Yeah. So the way this is we're going to work, um, there's there's a one way glass. Um, the four of you that are not Tanner are in that. So you can't you guys can out of game say things. But, you know, you guys aren't there for the interrogation. OK. Can we hear it? Yes. Can I bring someone with me? Make a conventional. I want to use. Fast friends and calm authority to be like, now look, I need at least one of my associates with me. We have a duo dynamic that will help us get better results. I'll give you fast friends, but not calm authority. Okay, it's still a 10. She's a person of authority here, you know, like you're not gonna be like, well, I'm more of an authority of the job I quit. Yeah, I get you. 
Fine, you can take one person in. Great, darling, you want to help me out here? Out of game, darling is like the most convincing person we have, right? This is what I do. Yeah. Darling is most convincing, but Faye is also a lawyer, so... I have... think darling makes more sense here. Right, no, I'm completely fine with that. Narratively, Faye is also a lawyer, is what I was saying. Gotcha. And as we're walking in, I just kind of mumble to her, you want to kind of start this off friendly and then, you know... I can be all Zeus-like if it requires. Darling kind of glances over at Tanner. I always start friendly. Um, <laughs> Tanner just smiles. Yeah, we go in. Cool. So in this room, it's a standard interrogation room. You see what looks like a typical salesman, like door-to-door salesman, nice suit, tie. It looks kind of disheveled, like he's been here for a bit. Is he, like, handcuffed to the table, or um, are they just letting him, like, they don't think he's yeah, I think violent he's, or anything? I think they're, like, letting him, he's not handcuffed, like, they, they're, they like, letting him move around, but he's, he's like... He's just waiting. Yeah, he's, like, a little antsy, because, like, you'll find out. He's just, he looks a little antsy, he's kind of pacing, you come in, and he, like, perks up, like, when he sees that you're not um, police officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are, are you my lawyer? I've been waiting for uh, them to show up. Uh, Are you them? Unfortunately, we are not your lawyers, but we did just have a couple questions for you. I mean, I've I've told the police everything. Uh, I I guess I told I told that other investigator everything. She she seemed nice, but she just seemed like she didn't believe me. But I guess it doesn't hurt to tell someone else, right? I mean, (laughs) they always say get all your talking done before the lawyers arrive, right? Yeah, that's exactly what they say. But we're we're here specifically to believe what you say, especially if it sounds maybe a little out there. So why don't you start from the top? Can you give us a little bit a little bit of a description of what happened? Well, so I was out. I was at a nice jazz hall, top of the line. Nothing bad happened there. It was nice having a good time with some friends. Then uh, the next thing I know. The police were pulling me over in a truck that I had never seen before. That apparently I was driving. That was full of alcohol. Mm, I see. But I had I had no knowledge of that. I didn't know that it was there. Okay. Well, can you tell me the name of the jazz hall you were at? Um, it was called the Fountain of Ambrosia. It was. It's a very classy place. Nothing bad about it at all. Darling, you definitely know there's a speakeasy connected to it. Yeah. Is the same true for the Red Phoenix? I don't remember asking. Yes, it is true. There's still, there's a speakeasy connected to that one as well. Okay. It's called the Blue Ruin. Hmm. The Fountain of Ambrosia. All right. I think I've heard of that one. Did you hear anyone sing in there that night that you remember? I think it might have been... It was like when I, it was a new singer. I'm not quite sure who. I don't remember. Do you remember what she looked like? Make a straight up and down roll. Seven. Uh, she had blonde hair, I think, mm. and a pretty voice. Oh, she was in a really nice flapper girl dress. Like it was green and it looked really nice. Like lots of sequins. Like darling, uh, looks over at Tanner. You got anything you want to add? Oh, no, of course we have a few other questions. He looks a little sad still that he's, like, not been released. No, look, I understand it must be frustrating being here forever, but that's all right. See, what us private detectives do is we work for whoever. So we try to find the truth without having baggage associated with it, right? 
Let's start with you a little bit. You're not a bootlegger, even though that's what you're in here for, right? So what do you do? Uh, well, I sell insurance door-to-door. Oh, right. And have you, uh, you ever been in trouble before? Maybe gotten in a little scuffle? Maybe had a sip of something you weren't supposed to? Oh, you're gonna need to make a roll to try to get him to admit stuff like this. Uh, I'm gonna look him in the eyes while I'm doing this, and I want to do fast friends, calm authority, and hypnotizing eyes. Yep, it's a convince roll. Ooh, that's a 13. No, sorry, 12. I may have partaken of a time or two of the alcohol. I mean, it's it it's been happening a time or two, but you know, other than that, I haven't ever been brought in for it. I I. I'm very um, particular in how much I drink. I never want to be a burden on society. And I know that alcohol is considered a bad thing. But, you know, sometimes you just need it after a long day to relax. But I, I only have one. And I've never been drunk or disorderly before. And I, I don't... Were you drinking the night you got picked up? As I said, I only had one. Okay. And, uh, these friends of yours, any of them behaving strangely? Um, well, I wouldn't know since I've kind of been here since I got picked up. Um, I haven't seen any of them, so I'm gonna say maybe not? Hopefully not? Can we get their names, and you don't have to tell me in-game if you don't have, like, a list, but can we have the lead of potentially friends to chase down to ask? Mm Mm-hmm. You can, you can definitely have that. Oh, and do you know what happened? Do you know where the truck was headed? Did it have any, like, do they have it an impound? Did it have, like, a map? Were you going someplace in particular? Oh, uh, they found me. And, like, he lists the location somewhere in the industrial district. Like, okay. No, like, nowhere specific. But uh, other than that, I don't know where it was going. Like, I don't remember even getting in the truck, so I have no idea where... I was driving, and, like, I can't say that it wasn't me, because, you know, like, they arrested me on the spot, and I've been here since, and I remember all of that, but... Is the location that he seemed to think he was driving towards near where Leland works? Or if it doesn't matter, then that's It doesn't matter. Okay. It was just, like, a nondescript location in the industrial district. Sure. Like, it's... And it was where he was pulled over, like, not where he was heading. He has no idea where he was heading. Oh, is it... Near the warehouse that we found Lennox Willis in? Um, would we know? So I don't know if it would be close. And like, I don't think. Okay. Not specifically, just because like, you don't know They're if he was like headed that direction. Yeah. Has anyone mentioned to me that like, Caitlin, have you mentioned to me that you think Gideon's a suspect? I haven't. No, not okay. yet. Okay. Have you ever heard of Leland McGuire? Nope. Never, never met him. Uh, what's, what's up with him? Uh, should I know him? Is he my lawyer? No, he's not your lawyer. Don't worry. Does about- he need insurance? Probably. I can- Everyone does. Am I right? Right. That's what I'm trying to. Th- I, I I could hook you up with some insurance. I I got some right here. Well, not right here. Like I mean, like they confiscated my belongings. <laughs> but like, if if you just ask the nice police lady in there, I think her name was Day. She would be more than happy to let me help you to help me help you. Life insurance, it's all a thing. Did you know if you die, you'll get paid for it? And by you, I mean your loved ones. Terrible thing to happen. But this could help you out. Well, he's like yammering on. I want to just like continue making stern eye contact, like not blinking. And then I, I want to use um, eyes speak the truth. And my idea here is that he he like was hexed somehow, right? And he is unaware of it. 
but I'm trying to supernaturally see if I can see residue of that curse on him. Does that make sense? Yes. That is assuming he is actually cur- like hexed. We still don't know that for sure. Right, right. Like, whatever made him, if that's, he is lying to me, fine. But if it is that there was, like, a curse put on it, I want to try to, like, pull details of that out of him by, like, supernatural sensing. Does that make sense? Yep, all out. Cool. I think that only has one tag that I can do to it, so I guess I'm rolling with one tag. Snake eyes. Unless calm authority works. No. You're trying to supernaturally find out something, not... What about private detective? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. Hey! I rolled a 10, so it's an 11. Uh, Okay, so what you find out. Um, He is no longer hexed. You can easily tell that at a glance. Whatever it was seemed to have worn off. But what you can see is there is a residue of him having been hexed. He is not making up what he's saying. Or, as far as you can tell, he's not making up what he's saying. Like, there was some sort of magic on him. Can I determine, like, where it came from? Or is that, like, too much? I don't think your powers lend themselves to that. Oh, here, can I ask if I can get this advantage? Can I, if I'm looking someone else in the eye, tell if they are under a similar curse? Could that be the advantage I gained from this? Yeah, I'll say you get a plus one whenever you roll to tell if they're under the curse. Okay, so if I look at someone, I can go like, I'm better at determining if they're cursed. Right. Okay. Like, you know what you're looking for, and I would say if you find the mechanism that is cursing people, whether it be object, person, place, you would... So if I hear a song, I might be able to connect it. Yeah, something like that, you could be like... Okay. I could have you make a roll for it, and you like you have the ability to discover it, where your three compatriots do not. Okay. I have that marked down in my notes. Well, darling, unless you have anything else, I am I'm happy. I think I'm good. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Mr. Reynolds. We are working very hard to make sure that you're able to get out of here soon. Yeah, let me let me speak with my officer friends, and we'll see what we can do for you. Oh, well, I I appreciate that. And, you know, like, I can give you the friends and family discount for insurance if you want. Like, as soon as I'm out of here, if you you guys are able to free me. Is your friends and family discount free? No. I mean... Anyways, have a nice day. (laughs) And I just leave. (laughs) He, again, looks crestfallen. That one, he's not leaving. And two, he just got rejected for... From someone who thought he was a showfire bet to sell insurance to. (laughs) Yep. Well, that guy's been super hixed. Wait, are we alone right now? Or is there still a police officer with us? I mean, I think Day's there. Okay, never mind. I don't say that then. Because she was, like, with you guys, and you guys are in a police... Like, they're not going to leave you unattended in a police station, you know? Gotcha. Okay. If it was just you, Tanner, and you and one other person, maybe, but, like, the five of you... No, no, no. That That's that's fine. That's fine. It just means that I did not... I would not walk into a room with her and be like, it's a hex! So, no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as you can see, like, this case is pretty cut and dry, but, you know, he does... Get his lawyer. He's pretty bad at not talking before the lawyer gets here, if you didn't notice. So that's kind of nice. You know, I I did notice that. But OK, so here is the uh, here's the honesty part. He's been drugged. That's that's the hot tip I got for you. We don't know what it is yet, but all of your all the people that have been acting oddly, all reporting the same symptoms, all have been drinking at jazz clubs. So you can run him in for intoxication, that's fair, but he did not knowingly commit these crimes. Well, so here's the rub. I, we still need someone, like, we need to figure out who's doing this. I can't just let this guy off scot-free otherwise. 
what he was bringing in is enough to draw federal attention. So, if you can find me the guy that did this, then we can talk. I mean, fair, but just understand this guy didn't do anything other than have a beer. I mean, that also is illegal. Maybe not as bad as, you know, bringing in 10,000 beers, but... Tanner just looks at her kind of like laughing in scorn, like, come on. (sighs) I, I I will see what I can do. If if you know any good lawyers, point them in his direction. That might help. I I kind of like look awkwardly at Faye. Like, should I? <laughs> if Faye's not gonna volunteer, I'm not gonna volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can find. All right. Well, I'll, I'll see if I can do stuff. Get him off on cooperation or something. Uh, I'll, I'll see what I can do. He seems he doesn't seem like the type who. Really knew what he was doing, regardless. Maybe first offense kind of stuff, but, you know. Seems drugged is what he seems like. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could like, when, when he got arrested, the reports seemed to say that, you know. So we say goodbye to Officer Day and head out. So we get in the car. Do we want to talk in there once we have a minute? Yeah. So he's hexed. He was hexed. He's not hexed anymore. He was hexed. Past tense. And by hexed, you mean under the influence of a riff? Um, eh, yes, I guess. I don't, I'm going to love with you. I'm not the most knowledgeable person on this. Magic was involved. It was not just that he got crazy and stole a truck full of beer. He was like magically made to do so. The answer is then yes, Cody. The answer is yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, like if there's magic involved, that comes from a rift. Okay. Now, whether that's a person, place or thing, that's different. But I understand. So let me see if I can uh, understand what we have so far. We have uh, Leland McGuire, who had been to had been uh, been to a jazz club. Did we know if he was drinking or not? I think he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was drinking. Yes. At the Red Phoenix, right? Yeah. He. So he had been he had been drinking at the Red Phoenix and supposedly robbed a gun store. Then we have um, Evangelina Spira, who had been going to some place, we don't know where, a, a different a different bar, jazz club, and then gets arrested for being disorderly. Then we have this guy, Tommy, who had been to a jazz club, had a drink, and then got caught smuggling alcohol. Seems to be a, a link there, don't you guys think? Yeah. Well, it's definitely the jazz clubs. Do what? What's Lillian's description again? Is she blonde? Yes. Lillian is mid thirties, attractive, but in a like a usual way. <laughs> I, you can laugh at me, but these are. Like, I understand. It's just so funny. <laughs> I know. It just that, that just that just struck me as like such a guy way to describe how attractive a female is. <laughs> it's in my notes, and I did great length to make it not sound like that before. So sue me. Pay attention to my episodes. <laughs> Uh, short, wavy, blonde hair in the typical 20s style. Okay. So, we don't have a lot to go on, but... Well, I mean, we have that, uh, well, I guess a couple things. I'm, I'm kind of making making some leaps here. Um, we know, we seem, seems to be that the jazz clubs are causing problems, or like different, the bars are causing problems. And then we also know that, uh, Lillian Pascal seems to have been, has, seems to have moved from, Jazz club to jazz club, right before landing at the Chatterbox, right? Yes, that's yeah, true. She definitely has. But Chatterbox has a new bartender, and I don't know. Like, look, I understand. 
you know, we can all do some interesting things, but I have a way easier time believing that people are getting super drunk than they're getting auditory commands from a jazz hall singer, especially a jazz hall singer like, um, why is it always on the wrong page? Nope. Lillian. Like Lillian. I could also possibly see maybe, it seems like out of the people that we've all talked to, her description has come up twice now. And that makes me wonder if maybe it's more of a team thing going on. That's true. Oh, also, good news if, like, uh, if I hear the song that's hexing these people or, like, see, taste, I guess, the drink, I can tell if that's what it is. You know what I mean? You'll be able to match whatever was affecting Tommy. Yeah, if, 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 so, if, I, go to the, if I go to the silver chatterbox tonight and they try to hex me, I'll know. See? Basically, you have the scent of the of the hex. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't know that was a thing you could do. Funny thing, right? Isn't that interesting? Also, someone needs to come with me because if I get hexed, which I don't know if that can happen, but it might, someone's gonna need to like tie me to a chair and keep me from breaking a bunch of laws. Well, I can't go to the chatterbox. Also, and, and I mean this in the nicest way. He's like looking down at Darling. Not my first choice. No, I don't really think I'd be able to, I don't know, restrain you. I can be stubborn. <laughs> well, uh, if I would assume that uh, Faye could handle the magic aspect, since she seems to be pretty intelligent. And Seamus is a pretty big guy, so he could hold you down. And me and Darling can uh, go investigate the Red Phoenix. Actually, I was thinking that Seamus and I could go investigate the Red Phoenix because I know that he has a way of seeing what happened in the past, and I think that would be way more useful going somewhere where we need to figure out what happened in the past. Yeah, and uh, and ba- based on what I heard about you, you and Tanner's brawl the other day, it sounded like you, you were able to hold your own against him better than I usually can. I got thoroughly beaten. Great, I think we have a plan to split up. We should do that. <laughs> there is some begrudged handing over but he's not going to fight it you know like he is doing a job and is a professional you know so Gideon Tanner and Faye are going to the silver chatterbox is what was said yep and Darling and Seamus are going to the Red Phoenix yep Darling and Seamus you wait till evening are we driving are we walking I guess it doesn't really matter I don't do you guys have do you have a car Seamus I don't think Seamus has a car I don't have a car. Then we're walking. So you guys are walking. So once we're kind of like a decent ways away from the Mystical Grove, or I guess wherever we split up, Seamus is going to kind of hesitantly uh, look at Darling and say like, are, are you okay? <sighs> I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just, it's been a very hectic couple of days. So I I hate to I hate to bring bring this up, but when, when you and Faye went to the went to the bathroom back at the Mystical Grove earlier. Uh, Tanner and Gideon continued bantering, arguing. I don't really even know exactly what was going on, but I got the sense that uh, Gideon seems to think you guys are involved. And you once told me that uh, someone broke your heart. Someone that you love broke your heart. Was it Gideon? Yes. I mean, it was a, it was a really long time ago. He is the reason that I am a rift, I guess. So yeah, I, I can. This this seems like a very tough situation for you. Yeah, I'm not particularly thrilled. Just uh, let me know if you need need any help, okay? Uh, darling, like 
threads her arm through his arm and like holds onto it and gives it a little squeeze. I I really appreciate that, Seamus. It's I I am just ready for this week to be over. Wait, ready for this week to be over on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> All right, so you guys head into the Red Phoenix. It is a more lower class place. It's a little bit more dingy. It's kind of a dive bar-esque feel of a jazz club. Darling used to work here, so she knows her way around well enough. It's been a few years, less familiar faces than before. It's kind of like going to college, you know, five years after you've graduated. Like, there are still a few people, maybe, but it's kind of like... You don't belong here anymore, really. Uh, you guys head in. What are you doing? Uh, are you going straight to the speakeasy? Are you staying in the jazz hall area? So far, everyone that we've talked to, none of them have mentioned the speakeasy part of it, have they? Or have they mentioned, like, oh, they got a beer? And well, I, I would assume that if they had gotten a drink, they, had a, they would have had to have gone to the speakeasy side of it. Yeah, okay. So they, wouldn't have had, they wouldn't have had the alcohol out in the public-facing, like, official area. I guess, I guess where would they have heard a person singing? Like, is the area, is the stage, like, is that back in the speakeasy part or is that in the main area? So the way I imagine these ones going, which is probably wholly incorrect, is I believe, like, I imagine there being two stages kind of thing. Okay. So in the early evening, you know, dinner-esque early evening, it, like, the singer, like, the main entertainment's going to be out on the main stage. Mm-hmm. But then as evening rolls around and it gets later, they move the better entertainment to the speakeasy. No, that's fair. Okay. So there is music playing in both places at all times. That sounds... I like that. And darling, you'd know all about this with working at a speakeasy. So like you have like two like shifts when you're the singer. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I think we're heading back to the speakeasy. So it mirrors the front very well. It's, you know... You guys can get in easily enough. It looks kind of divey. Not super great. Uh, make... I guess you guys really don't have anything that really works with this. J- you can both just make me up and down rolls. Five. I'm not rolling well today. Nine. So what you gather is... there's They seem to be pushing... Or there's a lot of empty glasses around. But like... Of the glasses you see on tables, most of them are empty. There's not, like, people nursing things as much. But you also don't see the traffic of people getting more and more drinks. Does that make sense? So people are drinking and leaving? Um, people are drinking and not ordering a second. Okay. I think is how I want to do this. Okay. Yeah, we'll say that. Um, in that case, uh, Darling is going to go up to the bar and order just, like, a cocktail. Oh, would you like to try our newest cocktail? Uh, well, what is it? Uh, it is called the Rose Martini. It's been a big hit with everyone that's tried it so far. And you hear you hear someone down the road. I don't like it. I, I just want a normal whiskey. Why did you? I, why does whiskey's better, ma'am? You should have a whiskey. He is very drunk. <laughs> why not? I'll I'll give it a try. Uh, all right. He pours you one of those or makes you up one of those. Are you drinking at all, Seamus, or no? Uh, I think he wouldn't in this case. So it's a nice cocktail. Oh, I don't remember. It's it's a martini, so it's kind of fruity. Mm-hmm. It's an actual thing I looked up. Ooh. She is not going to drink it right away. I think her and Seamus try to find like a table or a booth or something that like is a little bit more isolated 
or like up against the wall so that you can see the whole area. Actually, I guess in that case, I was thinking I was thinking you were going to drink it and then Seamus didn't wa- want it to be like ready in case something happened. Seamus would accept accept one. Oh, she's she is still going to drink it. Okay. Seamus would accept one just so it doesn't look strange. Cool. Even though he probably isn't going to drink it. Sounds good. Yeah. Um so I think we go and take a seat. Seamus, any chance you want to use your dog tags and see if you can I don't know, figure out what happened here a while ago. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he wants to uh, investigate using um, knowledge of the past. Go for it. Roll me that four. That is a seven. I actually succeed on something this time. Yay. <clears throat> uh, you hold on to your dog tags as your eyes kind of glass over, glaze over a little bit. And it almost looks like time is rewinding for you as you see like ghosts of people pass. Uh, going here what you can determine i'm trying to think of what like what exactly are you guys trying to determine from this i think what i would like to if he can rewind kind of like rewind time i would like him to see the night that leland was there and like try to pinpoint maybe like a rough time when leland started acting like he was not himself. Okay. Yeah, that's what kind of what I was thinking too. Like try to try to see with like the people that come in. Like because you mentioned that um, in here, it seems like people are only having one drink and that's it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He he kind of wants to see what's happening with the people that are drinking here, and like specifically wanted to look at Leland, who we know is here, and know what he looks like, and know who committed a crime, quote unquote. Yeah. All right. So you rewind time and eventually find when Leland was here. So he looked like he had a couple of drinks. Um, He listened to the singer for a while. And then he left. And at that point, he seemed to be stumble drunking out. And like seemed to be like the zombified version of himself at that point. But you didn't really have a clear indication of when that took a hold. The amount of drinks that he had would be enough to like make him drunk right i would say tipsy not drunk so he seemed he seemed like he was more inebriated than he should have been then yes okay especially for a man of his size because we indicated that he's a pretty big guy yes do you tell me that seamus oh yeah he would indicate everything he saw Uh, so i i i looked back and saw leland um he seemed to only have a couple of drinks um while he was here and listened to music for a while and then then headed out and he definitely seemed uh Seemed a lot more stumbly and a lot more drunk than a couple of drinks should have been, especially for a guy his size. So, but I couldn't quite pinpoint exactly when it happened, but definitely seems like something happened here. Uh, Darling lifts up the uh, the rose martini. So, how strong do you think this thing is? What is a martini normally made of? Gin, vodka, dry vermouth. So yeah, it's pretty strong and not particularly sweet. So it's a decent amount. It's a decent amount of alcohol. It's it's yeah. I mean, it's effectively the equivalent of, like, a couple shots, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The difference is it's more, you sip it more. You don't yeah, just... you don't, you don't drink it all at once. Well, I mean, if if there's nothing magical about it, then, I mean, I'm guessing it's pretty strong. Seeing as, did, is, it, is this what he had? Is this what Leland had? You could not tell. Okay. I'm not entirely sure what Leland was drinking, but if it if it was a martini, those are those can be pretty strong. Well, and if they're pushing this one as like the new special drink, I could see maybe this is what got him drunk. And Darling takes a sip. Oh, uh, it tastes really good. Yay! <laughs> you know that's illegal, right? 
and and he smiles, trying to trying to imitate Tanner in his horror, like in his best way possible, which is not not at all like Tanner. Darling winks at him. <laughs> uh, it tastes really good. It it has it's nice, smooth. It goes down fine. I w- I want to specifically investigate the drink. I want to use the see the unseen to see if there's like anything special about it besides it just being alcohol. Make me a roll. Take a guess. Uh, snake eyes. Yeah, yeah. There's another three. I hate these dice. <laughs> you do not know. You try to hold on to your dog tags, but the noise in here is starting to bother. Like you're trying to focus in on it and like kind of like make contact with the drink, but you know every so often something will catch the corner of your eye and it'll turn, and it's nothing. But you're unable to keep your focus long enough to determine anything about this drink other than that it is alcohol. So how is it? I mean, it tastes fine. Um, seems like it doesn't work, you know, immediately, but I kind of guess that. So I think now we just wait, see if anything happens to me or anyone else here. Hey Wanderers, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Naptown Chronicles. If you want to hear more content from the Wandering Gamer Network, you can check out the Wandering Gamer Network website. We also post Let's Plays that we do on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. On Twitch, we can be found at wandering underscore gamer underscore network, and you can follow us on Twitter at the WGN Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. The intro and outro music was composed by Caitlin Balgaman, who voices Faye in this podcast. All other music is openly licensed or in the public domain. Now, sleeper, it is time to rest. And remember, it is the gods who envy us.